God is so good. You know, Pastor Avery said to stick around for the end of the sermon, and I, I really hope you take the news to heart and the exciting future of our church as a bit of pride. And I'm not going to tell the news. I'm not going to say the story, but I am going to say he is right. It is worth it. Stick around. And I promise I'm not going to keep you long. Now, the first this sermon today is the start of a series for me. Now, I'm not going to be preaching every single week, but I do want you guys to know the next time you know that I'm preaching, I'm going to be preaching a continuation of this very series. It is the five W's of God. The what, the when, the where, the typical five W's. Anybody who's had children know all of the W's because they will ask you all of them every hour about everything. Today, I seek to answer the question, what is God? Now, a lot of people already think they know, and I think everyone in this room should know, whether they're here today as a returning Christian, a first-time Christian, a never-been-a-Christian, everyone has an idea of what we think God is. But I want to go deeper than that, because I could simply just say that God is everything in close service. But I want this to sit a little deeper. I don't I, will, I don't just want to say the simple things. I want you to have an understanding of what God should be to you and some things that he already is to you. Now, I don't need to ask or divulge or have see people hold their hands up. I know we all have problems. We live in a world where there are problems. It is a negotiation of living in this world that you will be privy to attacks from the devil. He's attacking you right now, I'm sure. In your life, he is setting things about right now as we speak. He's outside waiting for you to fall into his trap. But worry not, because the first what is God is this. He is the answer. The world is going to ask you so many questions that you don't have answers to. How are you going to pay that bill? What do you do now? with that doctor's report. There are questions over and over again in life that you don't have the answer to. And for every single one of those, God is not an answer. He is the answer, the only and first answer. The truth about God, if you don't know, is he's the only place where good things happen. If you've ever enjoyed a smile or a laugh or had a memory that you've locked onto, something that you've enjoyed, you have been in the presence of the Father. Only good things can happen in Him, and the only good things happen in Him. Stop thinking something is wrong with you because you can't figure it out. Find the solution to all your problems by finding God. If He is where only good things happen and he is the only place where good things happen, and you are going through hard times, it is obvious when you think of it that way that the reason you're not going through the good times in that situation is because you haven't found him. And that's not your fault. You just have to find him. It's not up to you to solve problems. Sometimes you will be faced with financial difficulties that you cannot pay, that you will not be able to do anything with. You'll be given doctor's reports that they say are impossible. But God is the answer. And if you would just go to him, and I mean really go to him, the kind of going to him where you don't have a plan B. 
When you really go to God, you go to him as plan A through Z. Your plan should be finding God. And if route A doesn't work, you go to route B to find God. And if route B doesn't work, so on and so forth until you've tried the whole alphabet's worth of getting to know where God is at. I need everyone in this church to understand and everyone watching that the purpose of God is to help you. He is there to save you. He wants to save you. Now, there may be issues and questions, and you might have to bring them to God all the time. That's a part of the process. But a part we often forget is that when we bring it to God, we leave it with him and we get out of the way. So we've got to get used to saying God's got it and then getting out of the way. God's got it and then get out of the way. Say it with me today. God's got it. Look at that. You guys are an educated crowd. I feel like a professor. You guys are doing so well with me today. Now, I do have to warn you, I'm about to speak some really hard truths. And I know that some of these things are going to be hard to some ears, but they need to be said because the world is trying to tell you they have the answers and they don't. And I have got to address some of the answers that they are giving to the world, to you. So you stop seeking answers in the world. Are you lost, broken? Do you have difficulties? And are you finding yourself unhappy? Drinking won't make you happy. There are so many people who go out into the world after loss, after divorce, maybe they get fired. There's something that happened in their past that they can't get over and they turn to the bottle. But the truth about the bottle is when you empty it, it empties you the same way. Every drop takes another drop out of you. Now, I'm not here to tell you and condemn you for drinking. There are a whole list of debates we can have about the Bible and wine and what the world says about drinking. I'm here to tell you about using drinking as a way to answer your problems. That is what I'm addressing today. It will not address the issues. It will just compound them and make them worse. And one for our generation, drugs don't spell fun forever. Gravity is real with drugs, too. You may be high now, but there is a fall coming, and you don't got a parachute. It may be good right now. You're at a party with your friends, and everyone's having a good time, but there's coming a day sometime where you will struggle to get away from the grip that drugs have on you, and you'll be trying to build a life that becomes difficult because of that. It is fun now, but it won't be fun forever. Now, this is where I lose some people, especially in my generation. Sexual promiscuity does not make you feel good about yourself. You not loving yourself is hurt further when you give yourself away too easily. You are a treasure. Don't let any fool have you. Give the treasure to the one who deserves that treasure. The one who deserves that treasure. Let me say it again. The one who deserves that treasure. God built a relationship faculty that works, and we go out and break it and wonder why we have so many problems. And I'm going to talk to my own gender right now. Men, it's not a flex that you're sleeping with a lot of women. You're bragging about treating women like Pringles because you can't have one. It's foolish. Take pride in the honor of manhood. Take pride in the honor of manhood and stop taking womanhood from anyone who will give it. 
stop taking womanhood from women who ain't your wife. It will not serve you. It feels good now, but there is coming a day you will regret the decisions you've made in the bedroom. The truth is also, and this one is really hard because it is difficult because it is a symptom of the problem. The cure to your mental health issues is not suicide. Always seek help. God loves you. Remember, your problems may be a plague on you, but when you choose that final option, the plague spreads to those around you. The depression that hurts you right now, that fills you up like a toxic cloud, when you choose that final option, the cloud just shifts to the next person. It's not going anywhere. You're the only thing missing now. And lastly, I'm a do me. That don't fix burn bridges. Doing you hasn't worked yet. It hasn't worked yet. I know no one who has their life all together. Now, you might get on Facebook or on Twitter and TikTok and see people who are sitting in a crowd with a microphone in front of them, and they're telling everybody, well, I got the fancy cars, I got the women, I got the job, and I got the bank account. And I guarantee you, they close that podcast out, they go home, and they're sad. They go home, and they're unfulfilled. I'm a do me does not work in Christianity. Because here's the truth. If you're doing you, you're not doing God's will. If you go to Romans 12, 18, it says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That is the antithesis of I'm a do me. Right now, the world is trying to tell you that pleasure is the best thing for you, to just seek out whatever pleasures there are. And let me tell you, living life in the fast lane, one pleasure after another, is a fast car driving you to addiction, divorce, loneliness, worsening physical and mental states. It is driving you far, far away from the solutions to your problems because the world's pleasure is the car that the devil gets you in and he drives you as far away from the only place where good things happen. The world isn't your answer. God is. We worsen our condition by not choosing him. When you don't know God, when you don't know, God is the answer. And when you think you know, God is still the answer. The problems that you got now, God is the answer. The problems you had in the past, God was the answer. The problems you don't have yet but are coming, God is the answer. To all the storms in your life, the answer is God, so take refuge in him. And that is the next what? God is refuge. Merriam-Webster defines refuge in three ways, shelter or protection from danger or distress, a place that provides shelter or protection, and lastly, something to which one has recourse in difficulty. Whoa, that last one sticks with me when I think about God. He is my recourse in difficulty. You know, the Bible uses refuge dozens of times, and I'm just going to spout out some of them right now. Psalm 16:1, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. Psalms 46:1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 9:9, the Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed. Psalms 18:2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Proverbs 35, every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And lastly, 2 Samuel 22, 2 through 3, 
He said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, my savior from violent people. You save me. In the world, when plague and war and famine happen, people seek refuge. <clears throat> when the devil is after you, seek that refuge. Seek it. Refuge is where you go to wait the storm out. The storms can't go away sometimes. The rain will continue to fall. But in God, you have a place of refuge, a place where you can go to be protected. So you're not a victim of the splash from the rainfall. So the tornado winds in your life don't tear you apart. Start going to him first. Earthly refuge is an escape it's an escape from the problem. There are people who are crossing over borders in Europe, in America, in South America. There are borders everywhere being crossed for people seeking refuge. That will be a temporary solution. It is simply an escape. When those people leave, it doesn't make the situation they left any better. The difference with Christian refuge in God is that it is a solution. When you leave your problems and you come to God, it is going to get better. The problems don't follow you. They don't stick away from you. They stick away from you. Like if you go to a refuge in the real world and people leave a war-torn country and they leave and they show up and they try to build a life in America, that country's still at war. But in your heart, when the devil has got you at war and you find refuge in God, that war stops right there. Why leave your refuge? Take up residence in him. If we're constantly being attacked by the devil, why not take up constant residence in the refuge of Jesus Christ? Come to God and stay with him. The world doesn't have refuge. It has traps. It will tell you, like I mentioned, the previous things I talked about, that these are good ways for you to find refuge. They are traps that will lead you nowhere. God is the only refuge for you to seek. Instead of standing in the storm and wondering why it's been raining so long, go find refuge. Instead of praying to God, where are you? Find him and take refuge. Instead of complaining about the situation, go to the one who can change the situation. Too often, we stand in the problems of life, in the storms of life. We get soaked in the storms, and our clothes are drenched, and we get mad at God that our clothes are wet. Meanwhile, he's saying, you never sought refuge in me. You just stood in the storm. When times get hard, go to God. Relationship struggles, take refuge in him. Addiction, take refuge in him. Mental health, physical health, financial turmoil, take refuge in him. Can you see a struggle coming? Then go find refuge in him. We seek refuge in God because he is a peace bringer. Oh, I am so excited to bring this last bit of the word for you today because this has done something for me to look at God as my peace bringer. It has done something in my life. Amidst all of your struggles, God is there for you. Everything that has ever happened, the storms that you're leaving to find refuge, he's been there waiting for you. He has always been there. It doesn't matter the circumstances. God can bring you peace. Like I said before, only good things happen in his presence, and peace is the first good thing. The sweet peace of God's grace will change you forever. In John 14, 27, 
Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I want to paint a picture for you of what the world's idea of peace is like. Because the world thinks it knows peace. The UN thinks it knows peace. Greenpeace, the Salvation Army, they all think they know peace, but they don't know peace because God is peace, not the world. Picture this. You're a teenager again. For some of us, we'll have to go way back, and for others, we'll have to go way, way back. (laughs) Someone comes to you and steals your bike, and now you find yourself in a fight. You push each other, you shove each other, and boom, the action starts. Fists start flying. If you're a headbutter or a kicker, I don't know what you do, but you're fighting your life away for that bike. Then all of a sudden, you hear the ice cream truck. So y'all get up, you go get an ice cream, you sit down, you eat it. Then when the ice cream is finished, you go finish the fight. That's the kind of peace the world offers. It's pointless, it doesn't last, it makes no sense. And the reason it's pointless and it doesn't last and it makes no sense is because it's not based on victory, it's based on distraction. The world's peace is that ice cream truck trying to get you away from the problem. That is the problem with, pro- with peace in the world. It never solves your problems. It simply adds to them. Now you got to go back and fight, and you got an upset stomach and a brain freeze. Didn't work out for you. Plus, you lost a buck fifty on a SpongeBob ice cream that didn't have the gumball eyes. We've all been there. Every single one of us has picked the bunny rabbit and the Bugs Bunny ice cream and said, hey, where are my gumballs at? Peace is the thing we all seek. For thousands of years, wars have been waged for peace. The truth about peace in the world is peace is war's greatest result. It is not money, treasure, land. The victory most fight wars for is peace. And the truth is there is no peace without first war. So when I say to you, God is a peace bringer, what I'm really saying to you is God is a war fighter. He is a warrior. That's right, Pastor Kane stole my notes right off my paper. God is a warrior. The peace he brings comes from the war he can wage for you. He is fighting and winning wars in your name and giving you all the results. The peace that comes from him is because he defeats the problems you have. He is victorious. You'll get peace around God because he fights your battles while you rest in him. He has all these things at once. He is the answer to your problem, the place where you take refuge. And while you've gone to him and you found refuge, he is simultaneously winning fights that you can't even begin to fathom. So stop focusing on your struggle and start focusing on your peace. Christianity buys you access to a battle plan. The devil attacks, and you let God fight in your place. Then you stay out of the way, and God wins. You reap the benefit. What a good battle plan that is. There are hundreds of generals across thousands of years who would have begged for such a battle plan, and you have access to it simply by choosing him. Just do your job. Wait on him to wage war in your honor. And watch him work in awe. I'm going to open the altars for everyone now. You can come up for prayer. You've been the general of your own battles. Fighting for your own peace. 
It's time to let that go. God is a peace bringer. Let him bring that peace now. The swords you're able to pick up and use to fight, they're this small. But God is like a cavalry. He is like a, a military artillery in one battle. He will win. So let him wage war for you. Right now, there are questions that the world is asking you. I'm telling you today, as we pray together, you will find answers in him. And when you get those answers, take refuge. And you can take that refuge because you know that once you're in the presence of God, where good things happen, the war is being fought, and you don't even have a weapon in your hands. God is so good. Father God in heaven, we thank you today. We thank you for everything you've done for us, God. Sometimes we get lost in the battle. And the truth is we get lost in the battle because it's not ours to fight. It's yours. So, God, we've decided to stay out of your way. Instead of taking up the role of the general of my own army, we're going to be like those old drummer boys who just play the drums when the war is getting started. And then when the battle starts, you don't know where they went. That's going to be us, God. Out of the way of you. And we mean that wholly and fully, God, today. If we give you our finances, you have permission in our life to take what you will, to provide what you will. If you seek an answer through God, then we give everything to him. You may take things from us, God. You may make the situation look worse from a worldly perspective, God, but we never trust the worldly perspective. We trust the Spirit, and we know that you are always winning. You are always coming, and you are always fighting for us, God. No matter what the circumstance looks like, if you make me wait, you make me wait. If you fix it right away, you fix it right away, God. If I've got to go through the thorns and the bushes a little bit longer to learn some more lessons, God, that's fine with me too. Whatever you see fit, do it. Bring me peace while I take refuge in you. In your precious and holy name I pray, amen.